slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Big game tonight, season on the line, as is a chance to go to the Stanley Cup final for the Islanders. It would be their first trip to the final since 1984. Big, big game tonight. We will break it all down for you, talk about what the Islanders need to do. We'll have the latest injury updates and a whole lot more on today's show. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Game 7, tonight. In Tampa Bay. Obviously, the last time the Islanders were in Tampa Bay for a game, they lost it 8 to nothing. Had to leave a bad taste in their mouth. We will discuss why I think that Game 7 will be different. And I'll tell you right now, in my opinion, win or lose, Game 7, the Islanders will give a performance that they can be proud of. It will not be an 8 nothing kind of a game. If they lose, it'll be 3-2, 2-1, 4-3, something like that. I think it's going to be a competitive game, and we'll break it all down for you. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a, a topic you'd like us to talk about on the air, please feel free to email the show. The address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. I will be keeping everybody up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I live tweet during every Islanders game, so uh, really looking forward to Game 7 tonight, and hopefully... Uh, possibly some more games beyond that as the Islanders and the Lightning battle with a trip to the Stanley Cup final on the line. One reason that I'm confident that this game will be very different from Game 5 is the resilience that this Islanders team has shown throughout the season. And realistically, this is not a young team. There are young players on this team. But there are also a lot of very experienced players on this team. Players who have been through a lot of hockey games and won a lot of hockey games. They have a coach in Barry Trotz, who is one of the best coaches in the game today, who has won a Stanley Cup, and who understands what it takes to climb that mountain and win the ultimate prize in hockey. And he knows... And a lot of these veteran players know 
how difficult it is, how few opportunities you have to get this close to the ultimate goal in the sport of hockey. The majority of players in sports never get to even play for a championship, let alone win one. And the Islanders have an opportunity to do that if they can just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. This team has been down before. They have dealt with circumstances that are difficult. Even their performance in Game 6 at home, where they were down 2 to nothing, coming off an embarrassing 8 nothing defeat, coming off a situation where the last 12 goals in the series were scored by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and yet the Islanders climbed out of that 2 nothing hole, got on the board in the second period to get back into the game, tied it in the third period, and then win it on Anthony Bevilliers' exciting overtime game and force the seventh and deciding match in this series. And look, I did say before the series started, if you go back and listen to the crossover episode that we did with Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning, I predicted this series would go seven games. To me, the Lightning are the more talented team, but the more talented team doesn't always win the game. And the Islanders understand fully the things they need to do in order to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've done it three times in this series already. They did it twice a year ago. The Lightning are the defending Stanley Cup champions. They are that for a reason, and they are going to be a formidable opponent. But you know what? The Lightning also know that the Islanders are going to be a formidable opponent, and this game is going to be close, intense, and it's going to go down to the wire. One factor that I think a lot of people are wondering about, obviously, is the status heading into Game 7 of Nikita Kucherov. And look, Kucherov only played 46 seconds in Game 6. And make no doubt, his absence was definitely beneficial to the Islanders. And in 17 playoff games, Kucherov has 27 points. And look, if he's in the lineup, he probably won't be 100%. The Islanders can't worry about that, though. What they have to do is take care of business whether Nikita Kucherov is on the ice or not. I get the feeling that if it's at all possible, Kucherov is going to try to play. If he does, the Islanders have to make sure they account for him and limit his effectiveness. If he doesn't, then that's one less player that the Islanders have to worry about. Now, Tampa Bay is 13-0 following a loss since last year's playoffs. No team has won two games in a row in the last two years of the playoffs against the Lightning. But you know what? The law of averages says that streak cannot go on forever. And the Islanders will have an opportunity to end that streak and to dethrone the defending Stanley Cup champions. And 
this is an opportunity that they really, truly need to take advantage of. How can they do it? We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So what needs to happen for the Islanders to win Game 7? Let's start with the basics. Goaltending has to be there. We know it's going to be Simeon Varlamov, and Varley has played well in almost every game that he's appeared in in the postseason. Almost. Varlamov is an experienced playoff goaltender. I am confident that he will come out and play a solid game for the New York Islanders in goal. That is, look, goaltending is the biggest factor in the Stanley Cup final, and it will be a factor again tonight. The Islanders need it, and I am also confident, unfortunately, that Vasilevsky will play a good game in goal for the Lightning. Uh, There hasn't been really a game, maybe game one, where you could say Vasilevsky didn't play particularly well, and no Islander played particularly well in game five, although, again, the goaltending wasn't the main reason. The other thing is this. Special teams are going to be a big factor for the Islanders in this game. You can't give Tampa Bay too many power play opportunities Their power play is so deadly and dangerous. To me, the maximum number of power plays you want to allow in this game is three. Less is better, and hopefully the referees will let both teams play more than anything. You got to get a feel for that early in the game and then, you know, react accordingly. But I would like to see the Islanders limit Tampa Bay to three power play opportunities or fewer and they cannot allow more than one power play goal by the Lightning in this game. On the flip side, the Islanders, if and when they get power play chances, they've got to take advantage of them. It is not easy to score on this big, talented Tampa Bay team. The Islanders have 11 goals in this series in six games. Tampa Bay scored eight goals in Game 5 alone. So the Islanders, if they get power play chances, and they probably will get roughly the same amount as Tampa Bay, if they get chances, they have got to find a way to get the power play going and going well enough to hopefully score at least one power play goal, but equally not equally as important, but almost as important, Do not lose momentum on the power play. If you get a power play chance and you keep the puck in the Tampa Bay Lightning zone and pass it well and create scoring opportunities, you keep the momentum going for your team. If the power play fizzles and it is a powerless play, and unfortunately we've seen the Islanders do that a number of times this year, the momentum shifts on the penalty kill to the Lightning. You can't let that happen. So, Staying out of the penalty box and taking advantage of power play chances when you get them. Another important factor for the Islanders in Game 7. Obviously, another key for the Islanders is going to be playing their style of hockey. And primarily, when you're going up against a team with as many offensive weapons as the Tampa Bay Lightning, playing Islanders hockey means playing Islanders defense first style hockey. 
The Islanders are not going to win a game like 7, 8-7, 6-5. It's going to be 4-3, 3 2-1, 1-0. It's going to be a defensive kind of a battle because in a shootout, it favors the Lightning because the Islanders just don't have as many offensive weapons to keep up. The Islanders need to clog up the neutral zone. If the Lightning are getting, you know, nine odd man rushes in the first period like they did in game five, I could tell you right now the Islanders are not going to win this game. The Islanders have to clog up the neutral zone and they have to clear rebounds and clear players out in front of Varlamov so he sees the puck on the shots that Tampa Bay does take and they have to keep bodies in between the Lightning players and the uh, the goal so that most of the Lightning's chances come from the perimeter and not from the slot and the areas that are prime scoring areas. That is defensively what the Islanders really need to do. Offensively, they've got to get that four check going. And usually that means the identity line. The identity line has got to be out there. They've got to be ready to go. And they have got to set the tone by forechecking, by hitting but not taking penalties, and really by setting the tone emotionally for this Islanders team. Offensively also, they're going to need to get Matthew Barzal and Jordan Eberle going. And... I'm not leaving out Uncle Leo because Uncle Leo plays, uh, you know, the physicality and the defense that is necessary to complement that line. But Matthew Barzal and Jordan Eberle are the two big weapons offensively for the Islanders on that top line. And they're going to have to be at least effective, if not productive, in this game. And then the B&B line. We've talked about that B&B line. And how they struggled. And yes, Bavillier got the game winner. But Bavillier, Nelson, and Bailey, not so much of a factor the last two or three games. They need to step up and do better in game seven. Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Uh, Pajot, I think, is playing hurt. I don't have confirmation on that. The Islanders are certainly not going to say anything along those lines. But I I believe that he is indeed playing hurt right now, and that we'll find that out after the Islanders' playoff run is over. But the Pajot, Palmieri, and Zajac line also needs to play solid defensively and at least break even as far as, you know, creating some scoring attempts and getting some offense going. The Islanders are going to need at least three of their four lines to create offensive chances, and ideally you want all four lines getting some pressure and and making things difficult. And then, finally, you need the defensemen to step up, but at the right time. We saw Scotty Mayfield's, you know, sniper-like goal in Game 5. That is uh, a situation where Mayfield saw an opportunity... He took a little bit of a risk, but it was a calculated risk, and it paid off with the game-tying goal. Letty, Mayfield, Pelik and Pulak, and, and, you know, Dobson, and even Andy Green, you know, these guys 
all have to take chances and step up into the play, but can't let themselves be vulnerable because allowing odd man rushes the other way is the absolute recipe for disaster for this Islanders team in Game 7. So those are the the very basic things that the Islanders need to be able to do if they hope to be competitive in Game 7. I think they can get it done. It will really require all 18 skaters plus the goaltender working together, working hard, and digging deep. But I know this team is capable of doing it. The question is whether or not they'll get it done. We have more to come on this episode. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll look back at some of the Game 7s already that have happened in Islanders history. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious permanent flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. The latest one that I tried, Grasshopper Pie, very, very tasty. And those limited-time flavors, they don't last long. Well, some of the great permanent flavors include mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate. There is something for everyone, and if you haven't tried them all, you could order a mixed box that'll give you two of each of the nine permanent flavors in it. Now, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. And that means they're not only great tasting, but they are good for you. So, right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and I want to wish a very, uh, a very, very happy 50th birthday to former Islanders center Rob Reichel. Reichel, uh, originally drafted by the Calgary Flames in the fourth round of the 1989 draft. He's a native of the Czech Republic and came to the NHL in 1990-91 with the Flames, played there until joining the Islanders late in the 96-97 season, then played two seasons with the Islanders, before going on to play for the Coyotes, the Maple Leafs, and then finishing his career in the Czech Republic. Uh, Look, Reichel was a good offensive center, also solid defensively, played 830 NHL games in his career, 252 goals, 630 points, and then tack on another 70 Stanley Cup playoff games, 8 goals, 31 points there, but did not win a Stanley Cup. Looking back at one of his best games with the Islanders, we take you back to January 14th, 1998. Islanders at the then Ice Palace in Tampa Bay, taking on the Lightning. Wade Flaherty, the goalie for the Islanders in this game against Zach Burke, the netminder for the Bolts. And the Islanders got on the board first. It was uh, Jason Bassignor in the penalty box for hooking. Brian Smolinski scoring a power play goal. His seventh, Ziggy Palfi and Brian Berard with the helpers at 353, 1-0 Islanders. Dane Jackson got his first goal of the year from Sergei Nemchinov at 743 to make it 2-0 Islanders. And in the final minute of the period, Kenny Janssen is ninth from Rich Pilon at 1929. 
3-0 Islanders in this one at the end of the first period. In the second period, Rob Reichel gets on the board. It's a penalty shot. He scores at 16-18 to make it 4-0 Islanders, and then Ziggy Palfi increases it to 5-0 with a goal at 19:59 of the second period. Tom Chorsky and Brian Smolinski with the assist. 5-0 Isles after two. Mikhail Renberg got Tampa Bay on the board early in the third, but less than a minute later, Rob Reichel answers for the Islanders. Tom Chorsky and Ziggy Palfi with the assist at 3.50, and then Palfi closes out the scoring at 18.01 of the third, his 22nd of the year, second of the game, Rich Pilon and Robert Reichel with the assist. So the Islanders win this one 7-1, and for Robert Reichel, two goals, one assist, in this game, a plus three, and he had six shots on goal, which led the Islanders. Wade Flaherty, 21 saves to earn the win. I, I picked this game in part because it was an Islanders win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, Islanders win it big, 7-1 to one in Tampa, and we wish a very happy 50th birthday to Robert Reichel and many, many happy and healthy more. Game 7s for the Islanders, I'll tell you, you go back in their history, and there are some big ones. The very first Game 7 that the Islanders ever had was on the road, 1975, Islanders and Penguins in Pittsburgh, and the Islanders were down in that series three games to none, managed to come back and tie it at three, and then win Game 7 one to nothing. Ed Westfall got the only goal of the game. Chico Resch getting the shutout. And the Islanders went on to the semifinals. Fell behind 3-0 again. Tied the series at 3 in the semifinals. But then fell to the Philadelphia Flyers 4-1 in Game 7. The Flyers brought out Kate Smith to sing God Bless America, which they did in big games. The Islanders, led by Westfall, gave her flowers to try to break that jinx. It did not work. 1978, at the Coliseum, they lost in the quarterfinal round of that playoffs, 2-1 to to Toronto. In overtime, Lanny McDonald got the game-winning goal for Toronto, and that was one of those times when the Islanders were learning how to win. They lost that series in 78, lost to the Rangers in 79, and then went on the four straight Stanley Cup runs, and believe it or not, no game sevens in those runs. You got to look back also at the Easter epic, 1987, in the opening round of the playoffs, a four-overtime game in Washington against the Capitals. Islanders were down 3-1, to one, and Pat LaFontaine finally beats Bob Mason and wins the hockey game for the Islanders. The very next series, the Islanders fall in seven games to the Flyers again uh, by a score of 5-1, to one, and that ended that. You go to 1993, that magical run for the Islanders, and they ended up beating the Penguins, who were the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Game 7 in Pittsburgh, final score, 4-3 to three Islanders in overtime. 
and David Volek got that big goal for the Islanders. 2002 was the next game seven. Maple Leafs beating the Islanders 4-2 in that series. And pretty much every uh, game in that series won by the home team. That did not happen in this series between the Islanders and the Lightning. So that's a look back at some of the big game sevens in Islanders history. I want to leave you with a quote from Barry Trotz and something that he said after the game. Here's Barry Trotz uh, addressing the media and really addressing his team. You get to a game seven and you know what's at stake. You play all year to get to this point. You get one opportunity and it'll be there. So stay in the moment, enjoy it, embrace it, and don't get small. Don't get wound up. Just stay in the moment and give it your best effort. I think the Islanders will do that. I think they have a chance to get this done. And uh, the opportunity is in front of them. One more quote, Anthony Bevilier. It's a privilege to still be playing at this time of year. Obviously, it's exciting. As a kid, you try to imagine yourself going to Game 7, having a good game, and having good moments with your teammates. I think we've earned the right to go back and play a Game 7. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's a big opportunity for us. It's a big opportunity and a big moment for fans as well, and we will have a full review of that game once it's over, so make sure you look for it there. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. If the Islanders win to, uh, Game 7 tonight, I will do a special episode to preview the Stanley Cup final and to recap the win. Uh, if not, if they don't win, I will be back with the usual Monday morning podcast, so uh, check that out and listen for that. Have a great day. Stay safe. Enjoy the ride, everybody. Going to be a great game tonight and a special moment, I hope, for the Islanders. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!